Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Whatnots Review Show, our weekly book club style podcast here at the Whatnots. Cover all sorts of different genres and mediums and all sorts of things. There is bound to be something for everyone, uh, and you guys can start at any number you like. This week, we will be talking about The Queen's Gambit. I'm excited to dive into that one. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello! And for the first time on the review show, we have Gino Viteri. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here for the first time ever. And maybe last... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think this we're, is a format impossible to screw more. up. You just show up and talk <laughs> about the thing. If your entire thought is it good, that that's still not a bad job. We would still <laughs> welcome you back to say it good about okay. any number sounds, of other sounds topics. Good. Sounds good. Indeed. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Gino, you help to co-host our crossplay podcast, which is our video game podcast. Mm-hmm. how's 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 that been been treating you it's been super fun man i've always wanted to get together with a bunch of friends and talk video games and that's exactly what i do every week with you guys so yeah. i've been loving it good stuff good stuff melissa how is your weekend then it's been a fine weekend i had a minor crisis just minutes ago when i realized I put on makeup for recording, as I often do. Today, it's, it's mm-hmm. more eye makeup than usual. Went for some eyeliner. Got to get that practice in. And then I remember that my plan for the rest of the day is prepping meals, and I will be required to cut an onion. Uh. <laughs> right. So, like, all of this is going to be gone. I'm going to cry all of it away. I can't make anybody else <laughs> cut that onion so for me. I love it. Right? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> So like a Sandman dollar or something. I put on all this creative work and it will it will vanish in a matter of hours. Ah, oh well. At least we we are, we're recording this, so it, like it's on c- c- camera. Yeah, right. There's captured. a record that I did my eyeliner once today. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In, indeed. I've always uh, wondered because because cutting onions. I've I've heard uh, chewing gum at the same time stops it. There Does are, that work really? There or? are things you can do to help chewing gum. Um, there are certain ways you can cut the onion that minimizes yeah. whatever thing not it puts out in the air that makes you cry. Right. Exactly. Yes, you just so become yeah. the, you know, something without eyes. I was going to say the pale man, but then I remembered his eyes are in his hands, which is worse. Or, you have to cut, use the knife with those. Or if and you if already, you, oh my bad, keep going. No, no, I was just going to say if you put an a, onion in the fridge for oh, a while beforehand yeah. like everything minimizes it but nothing makes it go away or if you could uh probably start crying beforehand <laughs> so get it all so, all, all, so all, all you're already all doing out, right? it you're already doing it by the time you, <laughs> you're cutting and then just won't happen it no cancels it out for this onion <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'll just watch toy story 3 and yeah. then i'll start cutting that onion there you go my weekend uh, has been pretty good. Last night I stayed up real late reading a bunch of Batman comics. So mm. there you go. I, right now, so last year in 2020, by the end of the year, I read 600 issues of comics. Wow. So far in the month of January of 2021, I have already read over 100 issues <sighs> of comics. So 
at this rate, if 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 I continue this rate, which I know I won't, but if I do, <laughs> I will double the amount of c- comics that Ooh. I read this 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 year, which is wild. That's so, crazy. Quite a feat. That's, that's what I've been up to so far this weekend. Uh, but let's start diving in to the Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Gino, uh, this was yes. your suggestion. We yeah. invited Yewan and was was like, "Hey, what do you want to talk about? It can be pretty much anything." And you were like, "Have you guys talked about the Queen's Gambit yet?" And I was like, yeah. ah, "No, we haven't." And you're like, "Yes, <laughs> that's the one." So I I don't watch a lot of shows. Uh, I, I used to before, but for some reason I, don't know, I haven't really done mm-hmm. it that that often as much anymore. But yeah. this one I saw, uh, it piqued my interest because I saw a lot of people talking about it. So I was like, "How am I going to be interested in a show about something I have never been interested, in, which is chess?" Mm-hmm. Sure, and yeah. as soon as you know, by the end of the first episode, I've already, I'm already engaged in not just chess, but this girl's story, Beth Harmon's story, uh, which amazingly played by Anya Taylor-Joy, but also Mm -hmm. by the, I don't know the little girl's name. She also played it incredibly. Yeah. Her her face is so expressive. She's such a good actor. Um, so they, they sucked me into, to this whole world. And, I, you know, I, I don't, I take my time. No, I like to watch even when Netflix releases all episodes at once. I still like to watch them weekly. Yeah. And this is what I did with that. But I, I ended up watching like the last three episodes in one day. So it's, I think what, eight episodes or seven episodes from that. So it's a nice yeah. quick yeah. mini series. Uh, I like that, you know, you start it and you end it and that's the end of the show. That's always great to have. No cliffhanger. I don't have to finish uh, next year or anything like that. <laughs> so when when you told me to come on the review show, that's what I wanted to suggest because, first of all, I don't watch that many shows, but also that one was incredible. And I was surprised you guys hadn't watched it yet. You do it yet. <laughs> I pitched it to Kyle, I think, and you didn't pick it. And this was one of the rare times where I did immediately turn around and watch it on my own time. I don't always have time to do that, mm. but because the show is on the shorter side uh, yeah i watched this all like a month and a half ago i didn't rewatch all of it for this recording but i i am so yeah. excited we get to talk about this this is a show that really charmed me yeah yeah it really did indeed but what did you think kyle is what you watched it this past week right i watched it this past week yeah i finished it on tuesday because i i also okay. knew hitman was coming out on wednesday yes. and i was like i'm gonna be playing a bunch of that game mm-hmm. and stuff so i needed to get it done at the start of, of of the week uh yeah i enjoyed this a lot uh it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun it's very tightly p- 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 paced mm-hmm. uh the, the show moves very fast uh mm-hmm. sometimes between scenes there's like oh we skipped a whole year and it was just yeah. like, oh, okay wow uh wasn't expecting <laughs> that but sure um yeah, I, I I think the acting was phenomenal. The characters were all interesting. The set pieces and the outfits are all beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's a great great show. Um, let's see. So we mentioned it's played by 
Anna Taylor-Joy, she plays Beth Harmon, uh, but there are two act actresses that play a younger version. Uh, there's there's Annabeth Kelly uh, who plays the five year old version, and then there's is there's Isla there's Isla Johnston who plays the young Beth Harmon. So yeah, she was incredible. Yeah, they're they're both great indeed. I I guess yeah, for those of you guys who aren't sure or haven't heard of this, it's on Netflix at least here in the United States. So go watch it. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, g- g- more general thoughts. Did, did, did you guys have things that you wanted to yeah. mention or p- p- point out? Uh, when I first saw the trailer for this, it auto-played when I opened up Netflix. It's a Netflix original, and they are want to do that. It seemed like more of a, a, a drama then I think it ended up being, I mean, I certainly wouldn't call it a comedy, but for as many tragic things that happen in Beth's life, uh, you know, she struggles with addiction. She was uh, orphaned as a child. She went to this orphanage. Yeah. The orphanage got her hooked on tranquilizer pills that they used to keep the kids you know, docile, keep them from being Balanced. problems. Yeah. Yeah. She deals with drugs. She deals with alcoholism. Uh, for all of that, the show does a lot of work to keep the tone of it feeling pretty warm. Beth has a lot of very supportive people in her life. And I was expecting it to be, you know, it's set in like the late fifties, early sixties. She's this chess prodigy. And I was expecting her to run into a lot of people that are like, huh, girl. But instead it's more like, huh, girl. <laughs> like it's not as big of a factor right, as you yeah. would have thought. <laughs> like everybody's pretty excited to watch her become this chess grandmaster. She gets a lot of people on her team, as it were, cheering her on. And I ended the show on a, not to tell you exactly what happens, but emotionally, I felt warmer at the end of the show than I ever would have expected, like, from the way the show begins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, the, what you mentioned about her going through the the hardships and stuff Mm. like that, it made, um, the life of a chess player seem like the life of a rock star. Yes. At some points, her struggling with drug addiction and stuff like that. And that's what I thought was so interesting and so, I guess, riveting about the show was that they made chess seem so amazing and yeah. cool and like a sport. And, and, and like these people were rock stars that people looked up to and they changed people's lives and stuff like that. So it was cool to, to be interested in a game that I never played or understood before and um so and seeing her start from being a prodigy but also losing matches even though she's this incredible player made her seem more human than just it made her seem more relatable as a person Mm -hmm. than just this person that we can never be in some in some form so it was cool to see stuff like that good stuff indeed yeah it's 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 interesting how they portray this i'll I'll get in to it a little bit more when we get into spoilers but yeah they they make it very very enjoyable to watch which is usually just a game about like sitting and thinking and yeah planning and plotting right Mm -hmm. and it's it's just like it's it's almost the problem that death note 
had, if you guys have seen that <laughs> anime, where he has to write these names in, in the book, and that's what kills them. But that's the whole thing, is he's just sitting there writing. <laughs> and how do they make that visually in in interesting? And they had to, you know, like, all dramatic and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they, they do a really good job where it never seems ridiculous, if, if, mm. if that makes sense. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's fascinating. It's still stuff that like, I don't un understand how she can do all of this. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Strange stuff. I, one of my former roommates, uh, was a chess player and, I I I don't I I know I knew that he was very very good and that he would like win tournaments Ooh. and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but I I I don't know how good because I've also never been in yeah t in t interested in chess. So was like he he had been like I'm the Virginia Grandmaster and I would have been like all right dude sweet yeah. <laughs> 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 I learned to play chess when I was a kid, uh, but I think I learned it too early. Like, and I didn't keep up with playing it because I learned it in like a special gifted kids class at my school. <laughs> it's like not everyone in the regular student population knew how to play it. My parents That's didn't funny. know how to play it. Mm -hmm. So like I got really into it for like one semester when I was like nine years old and me and those friends from that class would play it together sometimes like outside of, you know, that class and like general school. And then it just died off. So I'm watching all this and I vaguely remember how to do these things, but it's, I, I, could, I don't know yeah. if I could play chess today. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's okay. We were talking on the captain's log this past week that I don't even really remember how to play checkers, to be right. honest. Yeah, me either. <laughs> it's all the same I to me. I also don't remember checkers. It feels right. the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, let's see. I, I, I guess let's, let's get into a bit of a, a synopsis for people who uh, have not watched this yet so they know a little bit more about what it's about we've kind of mentioned some things there but yeah it's about uh beth Harmon, uh who at a very young age uh unfortunately becomes in or becomes in orphan uh and is sent to uh this orphanage uh where she learns to play chess uh, mm. And she very quickly realizes that she's very good and the adults around her are like, oh, she's a prodigy at this. We mm. should probably do something about that. Uh, but not much really comes of it right then. Uh, but she ends up getting adopted. Uh, and then once she's in her new uh, home with her new family, uh, she starts entering tournaments and she starts winning and she starts being uh very very good and winning more and more and more and so then she tries to make it all the way to the top uh and uh yeah that's that, that's kind of a basic synopsis there is some yeah. ro romance stuff in there mm -hmm. as well it's not just all chess um there's her 
personal home life and her mother and the drama at home and mm. stuff like that. So uh, it's it's uh, definitely an interesting show to say the least. You guys have stuff to add to that synopsis? Did I cover? It no, all? I think that. I think that's good. We talked about the the drugs and the period piece dresses, which are the other important parts. Yeah, in, indeed. Uh, so with that, I'll get into a bit of housekeeping uh, and then we can get into spoilers. If you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there, including Crossplay, which you guys can go hear Gino on. Um, and if you guys like what we, if you guys like what we do, Patreon.com/slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we have a three dollar tier with all kinds of exclusive content, uh, which we are about to record another p p patreon exclusive one for cross play uh we're gonna be doing a video game fantasy draft for all of the games that are coming out uh in 2021 we'll be keeping up with that throughout the year uh so hopefully at the end of the year we will check back in with that either on another patreon exclusive thing or uh just on cross play uh no 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 normally who knows big shout out to our patreon supporters at the five dollar tier so thank you so much sam for supporting us and helping to keep the mics on we love you lots and appreciate you thanks sam thank you sam indeed uh Last but not least, I do have to say that we finally made Twitch affiliate, um, hey! which, which I, hey. I now have to get all of our our badges situated and and emotes and st and stuff like that. So I'll be making those as soon as I can. Uh, but that means uh, if you guys like what we do and you would rather subscribe to us on Twitch, you can subscribe to us on Twitch now. Uh, I, I think the tier one subscription is what, like three ninety nine, something like that, or two ninety nine. I'm not sure exactly. Four ninety nine. But four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. There, there, there you go. However, if you have a a Amazon Prime, you also have a free Twitch Prime subscription, and you guys can give that to whoever you like. But we would love it to be us here at the whatnots mm -hmm. you don't have to pay a thing except for what you're already paying amazon and they give us free money which would be wonderful um so yeah if you guys like what we do and would like to support that would be amazing that's about it for housekeeping right now let's get into spoilers all right here we are. Official spoiler territory. <laughs> All of this stuff. Gino, I'm about to toss it back to you. Yes. What the, you, you you just immediately when I, I was like, you can pick anything. You're like, <laughs> let's do it. Your wildest dreams. Right. Yeah. What what it, what is the thing about this show that stood out to you the most? Like what 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 spoke to you about this show? Um, 
So I guess I could like elaborate more on your synopsis because it yeah, sure. everything about the show sort of it stood out in a certain way. The in the beginning uh, when she's at the orphanage and she what is his name Mr. Scheibel. Yeah. Um, I like that basic trope of the reluctant teacher. Yeah. That that is is mad and doesn't want to help and but then eventually sees your talent and wants to to teach you and then looks up to you at, at, at eventually. Right, yeah. So seeing that um, uh, whole process happen and then eventually she returns when she's older and he's not there anymore, but she, she sees that he was following her life the entire time. It's so emotional, those little beats like that. Uh, so the not only did they make chess seem like this huge uh, dramatic... Uh, sports or music event or whatever uh, the characters themselves uh, whoever she met was interesting in their own way and what was yeah. cool that every every person that she beat if it wasn't just like a side character that she was beating or whatever they respected her and ended up helping her yeah. get better to, to the next one and it seemed like it, every episode was sort of or every time she had this, a huge match it seemed like uh, a villain of the week or something like that. Cause <laughs> yeah. she had, she had a uh, Beltic, which was the first big grandmaster that she challenged. And then, uh, who was the other one? The, the one with the hat, the cowboy oh, hat, Benny? I forgot his name, Billy or Benny. I think yeah, Benny, 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 yeah. Benny. And he was another prodigy too. And then he ended up, uh, you know, helping her. And then it's cool how they all come together eventually as what? to team up, to go against, uh, the, the, the thing that she was scared of the most, which was the Russians. Yeah. Which is, uh, so it's just seeing her journey, um, not only just a, a straight rise, but like falling from, you know, from grace, you know, losing her first match with him. Uh, and because she, she was distracted or, or whatever it was, or she wasn't good enough yet. Um, and then seeing her spiral into, you know, alcoholism and, and stuff like that. It felt so real that this seemed like a true story, but it wasn't. Mm. Which is which is cool to, cool to. I thought it was a true story, but then I I found that it wasn't. Uh, I think some of the matches were based off of real matches, though. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know how much of like the context of the match itself is based on true mm -hmm. events, but I think the individual moves. I saw a video about yeah. how like the game itself is pulled the, from the factual Sicilian history. defense. Yeah. So much and terminology. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's just a fun, it, it, it was a fun journey to go through her life. And I'm, I've, I love Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm -hmm. I, I saw her in, in, where did I meet her first? In Split. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Split. She was awesome in that. We covered so, that a few months ago. Uh, we did the whole trilogy uh, that oh, M. Night okay. Shyamalan has done. Uh, it was a a a a a episode 133. Oh, so okay. Yeah, so not long, long ago. ago. Yeah, so she she was great throughout. Mm -hmm. yeah, she She's amazing. This is a great show for supporting players as well. I love Jolene. Mm -hmm. I love Mrs. Wheatley. I love all of the boys Kyle, when I was talking to you about this show on the captain's log a couple of weeks ago when I finished it, that was one of my main mm -hmm. points was that it was a good boy show. <laughs> like, like that no, all just of good her, boys. 
Right. Like all of her assorted love interests, towns, (laughs) Beltic, the Benny. uh, They're not love interests, but those twins that are at all of these matches. Like, Uh, like they're all pretty, like everybody's so respectful of her, admiring of her. Or were they just friends? Oh, I don't. They, they looked I'm like twins. I'm pretty sure they were twins. Yeah, they looked I, like twins. Yeah. I didn't realize that at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're just they're just good old buddy old pals. <laughs> they, they, no, I'm pretty sure they're twins. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like all of her, all of her love interests, whether it's <laughs> reciprocated or not, like they're all very sweet. Uh, they're all there to help her and support her. Like there's some level of competitiveness, particularly with Benny, but Benny is ultimately there to help her. And that scene in the last episode where it's Benny and it's Beltic and it's the twins and it's all these people. And you can imagine they, you can imagine they know each other, but I'm like, I didn't know they were all close enough that they're all at Benny's apartment working on this together, calling to her in Russia, spending all that long distance money <laughs> saying like, okay, this is what you have to do to beat Borgov. It's such an yeah. uplifting moment to see all these people who she has faced that have always been there for her. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a great vibe to the chess community in this story that they all are just excited about chess and whether they win or not, whoever does win, they're like, who, where will you go? Who will you go on to be? What will right, be yeah. your next match on both sides? Cause that's also something they talk about is the strength of the Russian chess community. They are very tight knit. And as soon as the game is adjourned, all the grandmasters, no animosity between them are huddled in a room together somewhere trying to plan out what the next game is. So that's what, uh, that's what Beth's friends do for her in that final episode. Yeah. So I would like to present to the panel of you guys uh, <laughs> that the Queen's Gambit is really just a sports anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, if, if, if you guys have never watched <laughs> anime before and you guys liked the show, this is beat for beat a sports anime. Every single one of them doesn't matter what sport it is. Like this is it. This is the structure of how they 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 go. Uh-huh. There's some like prodigy or like reluctant. Yeah. Like I I'm not that good, 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 good right? But they're actually actually like ph- ph- phenomenal. Uh, and then they 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 start playing this sport and they're really good and they start beating people. But each new uh, like team that they face or opponent or something always has like one star player that they're just like, oh, no, this guy, he's really yeah. good. good, good. <laughs> and then he shows up and, and then it's like, oh, wow, he's a true player. I can see it. Mm. And he has the like Dragon Ball Z like aura. Right. And and, and they're just like, oh, he's a true chess master. I can I can sense it. And then they have to like study or or memorize some specific move or technique Mm. to beat them. And and then once they beat them, they somehow end up becoming friends to beat the next one. And that that's it. That that's just that's exactly what happened in 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 this. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, this is funny. I, I <laughs> this is like because it this show is so serious. 
right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. there's drug addiction. She's an orphan. She's basically Batman, right? Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I will beat everyone. A one man war on chess. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, it's just, it's so serious. But then once you know that it's like, this is just a sports anime. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. It's really and like, it, this is so much fun. I like this. It's enjoyable. And I, think, <laughs> I heard somebody compare the show to Dragon Ball Z in that every one of her opponents just becomes part of the team by the end of the show. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I absolutely. I want, I want to mention as well because you mentioned uh, Melissa. You mentioned towns, which I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so like I, you can see how how expertly written the characters are, because towns you see in the beginning for like two episodes, I think, and then he goes away. Yeah, but once she sees him again. The emotion that she got from seeing him, me as an audience member, got that as well. Because he made such an impact in the small amount of time that he was in the beginning. So it was very nice to see uh, someone from her past like that again show up. Because you knew it was a love interest, but you didn't, Mm. you know, it wasn't confirmed or anything like that. So that they're so well written, these these all these side characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all very rich, like towns in particular. You don't know exactly what the situation is, but it turns out that he's gay. He has a, a, a boyfriend, I suppose, that we meet yeah. in one episode. Not exactly clear if that is who he is. And like his fascination with Beth has always just been like this platonic adorement. Like, like he just thinks she's mm-hmm. like aesthetic. She's a, he's also a photographer and he loves to photograph her because he thinks she's, she's just aesthetically pretty. She's very charming. He loves the way she plays the game. He's just fascinated with her and enamored with her in that sense. And he has to sort of let her down like, uh, I don't have a crush on you. You know, I was dating that guy. I remember. I guess you know that, but I was. And mm-hmm. I really love you as a friend, Beth. And she's like, I understand. Yes, thank you. I love you too. Yeah, that was nice. Um, I, I was I was going to ask if, if so. We all g- genuinely love the Hess show. But was there things about this show that you guys maybe didn't like or or thought they could have done better? The, the oh, go ahead. There's one thing that you mentioned earlier, uh, Kyle, about the time jumps from one scene to another. There's yeah. just a, a year difference. I feel like out of out of anything that I could probably nitpick, I feel like that's probably one of the things that they could have handled better in a way. Um, the the time jumps was probably yeah yeah I would have yeah. liked to have had a clearer handle on exactly how old Beth is uh, yeah. <laughs> from set piece to set piece because they do jump forward so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you can do the math and figure it out, but it's it's still yeah they jump around so much and so fast that it's kind of just like I, I i don't it's this amorphous time period i yeah. I, I think she's maybe out of call or like would be that like just out of college age or just in college mm-hmm. age. yeah who knows um but yeah that that was one that i got a little bit lost on i, I felt like they could have done a better job of just 
placing you in the ta 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 timeline like i know they they have the like big like paris 1963 or mm. who knows what it was yeah. they, they have that stuff but i i don't for some reason i didn't feel like that was enough mm. um, what what they did great was even though like that's something that i could nitpick at is that they didn't do the those uh those time uh jumps well is that they did make her uh as the actress look like she's been growing up you know her hair changing her style Mm -hmm. changes her her persona as well her confidence ends up changing the older she gets so that was that sort of journey that we saw you know oh you know would they they from scene to scene years have passed but now we see her she's different you know she's she's acting different she's dressing Mm -hmm. right yeah so yeah yeah I love to watch her her changing styles when Mrs. Wheatley takes her to the department store for the first time and Mr. Wheatley didn't give them enough money for Beth to buy the stylish clothes. She has to buy the clearance once. And then as soon as she gets her own money, you know, they're spending it on, you know, chess books and traveling to the next tournament. But a lot of it is for dresses. It's become Mm -hmm. something very important to her is how she looks at any given point. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me... The thing that I would have wanted to see is actually the show to be longer. Mm, um, yeah. Both in a sense of like, this was really good. I want more. But I, I think just spacing it out and not having it paced so fast, um, mm. I think would have made the different time periods stand out just a little bit more. Um, sure. I, I think it would have helped with that. But then I... I I also feel like they didn't give enough time to each of the cis headings and stuff like that because again to go back to the sports anime uh, Harrison one of the things that those shows often do is teach you about the sport of yeah. just, of just like oh there she's about to use the queen's gambit I. I still don't know what that means after watching this <laughs> show. I like that uh, the Sicilian defense. I yes, that that means jack shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I I don't know what that means. But I if they had more time, like I feel like they could have taught you what this is. They don't need to teach you everything, right? Yeah. But like just certain things of, of of like okay, so the Sicilian defense means when you move to this square specifically. Right. And mm-hmm. then so, 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 so that when we are watching her matches, like we, we might have a thing like, oh, shit, he just did the buster McPhee. And, and then we're sitting there like, oh, shit, what is she going to do? This is bad. This is real bad. bad. But the whole time I'm just sitting there like they're just making moves. They're saying she's in the lead. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you can like count I, the amount of pieces yeah. that they have on the board. You can tell what the pieces are. Like, oh, okay, you still have the queen or the queen is gone or how many pawns but do you have? Always, do you still have your bishops that, and rooks? Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing, yes, right? Yeah. So like I, I would like a little bit more of like, okay, here's some theory or here's a few like terms and defenses and here's actually how you do them and implement them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is how it's I feel every time there's that, a poker just... scene in a movie. <laughs> like, I can tell uh, when something is very good or very bad. I can tell nothing in the middle. 
right yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're just stuck there and it's still like it, it's still it's still a fascinating mm. watch but i know the show also inspired a lot of chess sales and stuff like that like yeah a lot of people were, started playing it yeah yeah, buying boards and learning how to play. I, rem- I I think it was uh one of the podcasts I was listening to. They downloaded a- apps to t- yeah, teach them stuff. I did stuff like that. Yeah, and it, like I, I I think that's incredible that it you you know it inspired that stuff. Um, but yeah, it just it seemed like it was lacking in that sense of of like. You were the one that inspired them, but you also didn't really teach them anything. Yeah. Which I feel like it had the opportunity to do that. Like, here's a basic opening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, it is a show that you don't need to know anything about chess to still feel compelled by it. You know, and they do kind of communicate the feeling of if she's doing well or if she's not, even if you don't know specifically how she's failing or why she's winning this match. And I think it is pretty well regarded by people who do know chess as being pretty accurate. But yeah, there is a little bit missing. Maybe they could have done a bit more, uh, you know, when in the scenes where she's like 10 years old and Mr. Schneibel's teaching her, like to introduce a few more fundamental concepts, but then it might've just turned into yeah. like an informational video. <laughs> There yeah, seems to be a Netflix bonus her, episode. Would be more... hmm? Right. Yeah. Just a, like, here's chess 101 or something. And it's on your yeah. to joy teaching you some, some stuff. There. <laughs> Great. Mm. What was the, um, what was the old g- g- guy's name that she beat right before Borgob with the like mop? The, the, the uh, hair, I don't remember. The, the hair. I don't remember his name. I I really liked him. I thought he yeah. was the cutest old guy, right? And like that's another thing that I wish they would have done. That when she beat him and he was like, "I think I just played the best chess player in my life." She, mm-hmm. she, she she's sitting there like, "Oh my god, I've studied all of your matches. Like you're great." I'd never heard her mention him once. Like, I, I, at least not that I remember. So, like, I, I, I feel like there was emotional moments in there of her, mm. you know, in a in match against him and beating him that we could have had that we just didn't get because it was seven episodes mm. and it was, you know, they, they had to cut certain things. Yeah. Right, like I, I could have imagined seeing, like season one ending with her like making it to Vegas, and then season two is her like making or like winning at Vegas, or I, I, I guess losing at Vegas because she lost to Borgov, and then season three is when she finally defeats him. In, in that <laughs> and I, so I, I, I don't need like big long seasons yeah. but still just like short like p- parts like i like this that, that this is a mini series yeah but like i don't know i felt like they could have you know made it nine episodes maybe okay yeah and then like part one is the first three part two is the next three and then part three is the final three or something mm. 
like that. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, speaking about those those final matches in Russia, that's another thing that I think is so delightful about the show that I wasn't expecting how much her number one opponent opponent Borgov really respects her and like wants yeah. her to do well. Like he wants to win, but just not out of any malice against her. You know, like he's not threatened by this young American girl coming in and threatening his standing as this is as his grandmaster, as this great champion. And the fact that the second she wins, he like reaches out and hugs her like very sincerely. He's overjoyed for yeah. her. It's not like a publicity stunt where he's like trying to come off as a good sport. He really is. He's so happy for her. I, I, I felt yeah. like there was a bit of relief. Yeah, yeah. He had been playing chess for so long, and he's always been the best, right? Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. I'm number one. I can beat whoever. And I just felt like by his – like he started to mention this whole idea of like I'm starting to not play as good, but I'm still beating everyone. And it just like – I felt like he was tired of just like I just want to relax. I don't want to be the best. And then he – yeah, he finally gets beaten and it's just like, oh, thank God. Like – uh-huh. Yeah, nobody's going to come was, after me as the champion anymore. Was, <laughs> Get a break. He, he was glad to finally have met his match. Yeah. And the yeah. other thing that was cool about that match was that it lasted days as mm-hmm. well. They had to Right, yeah. I think at at some point, I don't know if it was I think it was him that he suggested a tie or mm-hmm. and she said no, which was another cool scene in that in that part. Another thing that I wanted to mention too was it seemed uh, interesting that they spent more time in the actual matches at the beginning of the show than they did at the end here. Uh, at the end here, it seemed more uh, uh, character-based. You know, mm. you had more scenes of, of them outside of the match than, than them actually being in the match. And, and the last part is that, that uh, at the end of the match... It's cool to see that she ends up, you know, she's looking up and she sees the the pieces that she would always see uh, while she would uh, be on the tranquilizer. This was the first time she sees those pieces without that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a, a final, you know, moment of like, I, I've, I've become this, this, uh, you know, master at, at chess, which was cool to see as well. That, that was neat indeed. Did 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 you guys have a favorite supporting character? I know we've mentioned Towns and Benny and stuff, but it was mm-hmm. there was there one that stood out as just like ah oh, this guy, I like them. I I love Mrs. Wheatley. I love that dynamic where Beth is adopted by this couple. And you can tell very quickly that the husband is completely disinterested in this. He agreed Mm -hmm. to adopt her only so that his wife would have companionship, which is part of the reason why they're adopting. Like, uh, I think she's 15 and maybe the orphanage lies and says she's 13, but it's still on the older side. Like he's, he does not want to raise a child. He just wants his wife to not be alone when he goes on business trips because she bugs him about that. And then he leaves her very quickly, like almost immediately they are on their own. And then like Beth becomes the breadwinner of the family. 
since they don't have much of his money anymore that he's sending in, she's going all these chess tournaments. She's giving Mrs. Wheatley this fantastic lifestyle of jet setting oh, around, yeah. going all these cities, staying in all these hotels. And like they have a, a parental relationship. Like she always calls her mother. You know, mm-hmm. she is this sort of guiding motherly figure in her life. But because they met each other in this odd circumstance and Beth was already rather kind of on the old side and kind of on the mature side for this situation. It's like, they're just friends. (laughs) It's like their mother, daughter, and also just like nice friends who are there to like chit chat with each other. Yeah. Gino, what about you? I am. I actually really liked Benny. Yeah. He's good. It was always cool um, when she would see him from the outside and he would be surrounded by this group of people that were all interested in what he had to say and his experiences. And he was just such an interesting character with his with his hat and and his trench coat (laughs) sort of uh, look and his knife on his on his belt. He's such a, a, a cool and interesting character to hear what he has to say. And then when he ends up, you know, finally becoming friends with her. He's such a, a a great friend to her. He, he, you know, invites her to his place, and he has like this weird place that he lives in, and and then he has friends over, and they are they're all so interested to meet her, and and the the journey that he went on with her, you know, understanding that I'm this prodigy, but you're better than me, mm. you know, and and that's that one scene specifically where he brings his friends over, and she's going against all of them at the same time because he wanted to show them how good she is it's just it's it's so uh it's so cool the relationship he had with her i think he liked her at some point but then he realized that she didn't like him so he was all right whatever you know yeah Yeah. like when like when he agrees to uh train her i think he says we aren't Mm -hmm. sleeping together like i kind of see what you're after and we're not going to do that because he is so cerebral and like the point of this is to train her he wants her to focus on that he wants her to get everything she can out of him intellectually and i like that when they finally do sleep together that is the first time she's had like a good sexual experience not that the other two guys were like uh uh, disrespectful to her to feel like yeah they just weren't (laughs) good at sex and it turns out that benny is (laughs) (laughs) which which is also a little bit strange because he looks like the the kind of, of of character that I think a lot of shows would make fun of of as yeah. as like this guy wouldn't be good at that like he's he's a weirdo he you know he, like yeah. he's a he's he's a he's into chess you know like <laughs> no I like that he's got he's such a methodical like intense person i'm glad that they thought about how that would translate to the bedroom and how he is way better at sex than beltic is (laughs) you 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 know who he reminded me of who's Hmm. the the actor that plays the young version of howard stark in like uh (laughs) you're right dominic cooper yeah he looks exactly like him I, I, I get I, that. I, I get that. I, I thought it was him at first, and I was like, no, no that's not him. How is that no, you not know him? This is. 
This is the the voice of Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. That's what is I he really? Yeah, that's what I know him from. Oh, that's so weird because I know him from Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> he's I think he was on there too. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. he's he, in he, an interesting he's in career. Something else I, a long time ago from when he was a kid. Yeah, he's the he kid. In, in, uh, I think it was Valentine's Day or no? New it's Year's? um Love Actually. Love Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you guys know Beltic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from Dudley Harry Dursley. Po- po- Potter. Yeah, he's Dudley. Yes, yes. He's, he's so good in this. Like you look at him, and I think you can tell that he's British. He just feels British, <laughs> no matter how good of an American accent he's doing. I love. Yeah. I really liked Beltic oh God, too. How yeah. he's. I- like he's just kind of a schlubby guy. Like he tries to make himself more impressive by buying that fancy hot rod car with the flames painted on it, but then it like <laughs> sputters out and won't I was work. Just like, oh no! Right, <laughs> but like he's so. But at the same time, like he's very sweet. He's very down to earth. He kind of knows what a schlub he is, and yeah, and he. He like makes a point of like, I can't do this forever. I'm good at chess, but I'm not that good. I can't be a star at this. Yeah. I have to go to college. And he says, I can't be a chess bum for the rest of my life. It's like, I'm going to yeah, study electrical engineering and like manage a grocery store. And I like that he keeps mm-hmm. coming back to mm-hmm. Beth because he likes her. And also because he's worried about her. He's like, yeah, when I'm like back there in, you know, the, you know, the office that a grocery store might have where they kind of look over the floor of the store. He's like, I see you buying a lot of alcohol. Are you okay? And she turns him down. But I think he like tries to go to her house again one more time after that. Like, Beth, is there anything I can do for you? I'm very worried. I just want to make sure you're yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think for me, my favorite supporting character had to have been Jolene. She's amazing. Just the- the the foul mouthed Jolene, uh, oh. who is first like the first thing we hear from her is like some some cocksucker. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like oh god, who is this? But yeah, like she she's kind of Beth's uh, I, I I guess peer at the yeah. orphanage. She's one of the older g- g- girls. Uh, she's the one that gives her the tip of like, hey, don't eat the green pills until nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all, all of that stuff. But then she comes back also in a major wet way at the a- 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 end, even though she yep. knows nothing about ch- ch- chess mm-hmm. or hasn't really helped her chess game somehow, some way. She comes back at this critical moment uh, in in Beth's life. Um, and by by the end, yeah, like you you just have this sweet m- 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 moment when they find out that she has has beaten Belrogov, and she she's sitting there like, way to go, cracker, yeah, 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 and she saved up this money to go to law school, and then she agrees to loan it to Beth so that Beth can get to Russia to win this championship. It's very heartwarming. Yeah. Um I I did not cry, but I definitely got emotional uh at the end of of this yes. when she's yeah, like when the whole t- 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 team is there, it's like it's not just me, it's these guys and these yeah. guys and these guys. Yeah. Oh my god, right? And then she's like, "Oh my god. They're going to do it. They're going to mm-hmm. win. Yep. They're helping her." <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a more happy emotional moment. Uh, another moment that got me emotional was when she returned to the orphanage and she yeah. found out that he, uh, mm-hmm. or she returned because uh, Sch- Schneebel died, they told her. And yeah. then she goes and, and sees his 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 basement and, and he's been following her this entire time and he, yeah. he looked up to her. And I assume he he would have adopted her if he could yeah. and, and stuff like that. So that was a, a, an emotional scene to 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 see as well. Yeah, and I yeah, love he, that when he, she's he was the father. Figure yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, her. yeah. Like her dad wasn't. You can see that her dad, her biological dad, kind of tried, like made an attempt to like get back into her and her mother's life, but her mother was so she was just shutting everything out, and like you can tell that he's like. Okay, I'm not going to win this argument against you. Like, I don't know what else to do. I just have to say goodbye. And he kind of like waves at Beth through the window as he leaves. And then Mm -hmm. he starts this new life and he doesn't turn the mother down when she comes back saying, I need you to take Beth. He's just like, I I, I have a new wife. I have new kids. I'll talk to you about this. Give me some time to adjust. Like, come back and talk to me tomorrow. And then the mom goes off and she's like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to drive into a truck and attempt yeah. to kill myself or both of us. Like, I yeah, like, I, I appreciate that the show never had any very strong villains. Like, everybody's pretty human. Like, her dad didn't, like, he wasn't as the abandoning dad that normally would have been. You can tell that he left because he's like, I can't, this isn't a relationship I have with this woman anymore. And I don't know how to get through to her to get to my daughter. I just have to consider this a lost cause for right now. And I'll be there if she comes back. But he, she came back under these weird circumstances. And he's like, try again. And then the woman didn't try again. And like the worst villain the show has is Mr. Wheatley, who's like not <laughs> abusive. Yeah. Like he's not malicious. He's just completely just neglectful and standoffish. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Please leave me out of this. I'm, I want yeah, nothing I... to do with you. Yeah. When she calls him to let him know that yeah. his ex-wife died he was like all right well um have fun just uh <laughs> figure it out like yeah it's so and he, terrible and he's, and he's got all this information he's like okay well her family has a plot here go to this funeral home her maiden name was yeah. this you're going to talk to this doctor you're going to talk to this man at the bank he knows about the mortgage for the house like he helps her but like at the minimum amount that he mm-hmm. is required to do so yeah Indeed. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Was there any moment in the show that you guys thought a certain thing was going to happen and it did not or like it did not go the way you expected or stuff like that? Because I, I had a moment uh, and I, I guess this was also kind of me hoping for more of that. Like, let me teach you mm. a strategy and, you know, you guys will know how to do it when she gets to russia we see the park right and there's all those those chest tables set up at the park and it's all those those old people there i i was really hoping that she would have just sat down and started to play with them and they like maybe a few of them kind of knew who they were like oh Mm. you're here for the tournament right yeah something like that but then she ends up like figuring something out from one of them like i I was hoping to see her like recognize a certain move and be like that's it that's how i beat him 
and and then mm. go off off there. But that did not ha- happen. Was was there a- 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 ever a moment like that for you guys where you thought something was going to happen a certain way and then it did not? Uh, yeah, when she's talking to Benny about why he has a knife on his belt and he's like, I have it for protection. I think she's like against what? And he's like, no, anything like it seemed like he might have been hiding something. And I wondered if maybe he was gay and like he had that knife in case somebody Mm. that was starting something with him about that. And then I realized, oh, no, Benny has that because he's just a loud mouth. He's he's just liable to get into a fight of his own accord, (laughs) regardless of any personal details about him. He's just an eccentric personality and like who knows if that has ever happened he yeah he could just be paranoid just like i gotta be prepared for everything (laughs) and it works with the ensemble of the cowboy hat and the trench coat and the necklace (laughs) yeah Yeah, why shouldn't that guy have a knife on his belt it's such an interesting character then Mm. another cool scene with benny was when they had the those matches where they bet i think five dollars every every time they Speed they would match win. Stuff. Yeah, the speed matches. That was so fun to watch. How they would just be moving so quickly with 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 those uh, mm-hmm. those matches. And he won every single one. I think that's how that's how good he was with at the time with her. And and he trained her. He really did train her to to get better, which was which was nice. I think I think a scene that or or something that I was probably expecting, uh, Kyle. I think I, I mentioned earlier was. Uh, Mr. Shibo adopting her. I figured yeah, that well, was going to yeah. be a, a thing that we would see, but then their relationship ends because she got adopted by uh, Miss uh, Wheatley. And in the beginning, it seemed like she was sort of using her for the money. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it, but then you see how yeah. how much of a mother daughter relationship it yeah. sort of becomes. That she is just her mom that is excited to be there mm-hmm. with her, seeing her win. And she's, you know, uh, she's encouraging her and asking about the matches. She's trying to understand what, what what's happening, what's going on. That was nice to see as well. But I, I expected Shibel to probably adopt her at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the same thing about the mom. Where it's like, uh oh, she's looking like she's not gonna t- turn out to be a good character, yeah. uh, and then you know Beth is gonna have to go out on her own yet again. Mm. Um, but yeah, it that ended up being really sweet, and I, I I was not expecting that. And then I think when the mother passed away, uh, they they had another like really sweet moment where one of the last yeah. things she gets to do is play this piano this thing that she yes. has always loved but just never really had the opportunity to perform mm-hmm. and she's, she's there she's all dressed up and she's playing this piano and everyone is just like wow this is incredible yeah. uh, and, and yeah that was one of the last things that she she, she did so yeah mrs wheatley's such a lush like uh <laughs> not less than that she's drinking all the time i mean she's a very detailed fully realized <laughs> character like yeah. something they mentioned offhand once that i was expecting more information about is that i think they had a baby and lost it years ago mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we don't find out what that situation was but 
I, she seems like she's led such a rich life and I was sad to see her go so soon. She's dead by like the end of episode three or four or something like that very early. But it was uh, interesting to see how Beth continues to honor her in her life. And when she's flying back on the plane, she orders the same drink that Mrs. Wheatley ordered on the flight down there. You know, yep. she still lives yeah. in her house. She sleeps in her bed. I think she wears like some of her clothes and partially she's just using the resources available to her now that she can move up to being the head of the household. But, Oh, it's sweet. That it seems like she never forgets Mrs. Wheatley, even if she was only in her life for a couple of years. Yeah. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of clothes and all of that stuff, uh, I, I think it would be remiss if we didn't mention all the outfits and the fashion yeah. and all of that stuff in there. Cause that's it. Like that I think was one of the things that just made this and it, it, it looked beautiful the mm-hmm. entire t- t- time. Right. Like it, it's, it starts out with the like drab, uh, yeah. like orphanage with it, it all, almost shamed like, um, God, what's the what's the Jack Nicholson movie where he's crazy oh, the, in the one the flew thing. over the cuckoo's nest? Yes, that one. Like it, it almost seems yeah. kind of like that, where it's like, okay, she's hooked on pills, she's stealing all these pills. That that whole scene where she has the big j- 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 yes. j- jar of it is just like it's like that. That was straight out of Willy Wonka. But once they get out of that. Fashion hits the scene in a big yeah. way where she's at school and they're just like, oh, my God, look at her shoes, you know, uh, and then they go to the mall to get new stuff and they have to go to the c- clearance rack. And she's still just mm. like, oh, we don't have money, I guess. Mm. <laughs> OK. Uh, and, and and yeah, when she starts getting money, she just immediately gravitates t- towards these just fabulous things big hats and coats yeah. with collars and you know <laughs> all, all all this stuff and i i think she wears it really well um but it's it's just it's it's an interesting thing to see that they don't necessarily mention but it is a big part of like the visual language yeah Mm-hmm. of this show like they don't mention that like oh i've never had a thing in my life so i'm spending on the stuff that i want you know and i'm yeah they don't need to that. yeah it's just like i'm gonna get that i'm gonna yeah. get that <laughs> and i'm gonna get two of those you know <laughs> yeah and i love like her scenes at the pharmacy where she first stole like the chess review magazine and later she's like uh i'm gonna pay you extra for the time i stole it when i was like 15 years old yeah 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 it, 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 it was good but did mm-hmm. I, I i think for me the outfits that stood out the most is when she was like finally going to vegas and yeah. paris and all of that stuff because but by then she was pretty well known and so she had the money to get what she wanted yeah. wanted uh but then when she went to russia she was like full on Russian giant hat thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Called yeah. It. yeah. And I was just like, wow, she is really just going for it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was yeah. like, like Kaha, you mentioned a, a, an anime sports uh, a show. <laughs> uh, she was definitely yes. the main character with her style because they always, <laughs> you know, they're always so uh, extravagant yeah. compared to everybody else. So. Yeah, she she's clearly that. the Yu-Gi-Oh anywhere she goes. <laughs> exactly. 
Indeed. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I love what the show does for the outfits with the set pieces. Like she's constantly in these beautiful hotels. Like I really want to go to that Mexico City hotel. That place looks fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like what it does with the music. It plays a lot of music of the period. And a scene uh, that I've kept thinking about since I watched the show like a month and a half, two months ago is it's in like the second to last episode where she's having that alcoholic breakdown, but like denying it. Like, no, I'm fine. Look at me. I'm redecorating my house that I own all by myself now that my mother has died. Yeah. And like, she's Mm -hmm. drinking and drinking. And like, you see her like stumbling as she like carries the glass bottles out to the curb for the trash. God, mess. And they're playing, uh, I am your Uh, Venus. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm your Venus. Yeah, Yeah, when she's at her absolute lowest point in life, that's a very well constructed (laughs) musical montage. It it was good, yeah. So, speaking of the alcohol kind of montage there, there was one thing that I thought was a little strange in the show, which again, I think is just a. it it was a really short show, and so they Mm -hmm. didn't have time to explain all of this stuff. But there's that one character she meets in high school that's getting felt up in the library uh and then eventually invites her to be part of the apple pies uh (laughs) that like uh social club that all Mm -hmm. girls social club and uh beth just immediately realizes like this isn't my crowd like yeah i'm not here for the latest boy band or mm. stuff like that, you know. Um, but then we see her down the road, and she's with child uh, and a bunch of alcohol bottles uh, underneath. And you can just tell, like, oh, she settled down fast and yeah. maybe isn't the happiest with her mm. life, considering all the alcohol. But then I, I, I thought it was strange because they keep bringing that character back, even though that, like... Previously, they had shown that, like, hey, we don't like this character. She's kind of a douchebag. She's kind of mm. mean, right? And 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 then, uh, yeah, like, I, I just, I was confused as to why they kept bringing her back. Because I was just like, I don't care about her. Like, we don't like her. Like, what? I th- why? I think it's just to juxtapose the situation that Beth is in. Like, their lives exactly. are so wildly different. And for as many things as they grow to have in common, like, Beth does step up her style she sure. she learns more about boys <laughs> and yeah. you know, she starts descending into alcoholism, but like she's never had that need to like settle down. And she's looking at this girl who did choose to settle down, you know, who knows how much of that was like eagerness and how much of that was whoops, I'm 18 and I'm pregnant. I'd better get married. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I just like, I, 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 I think I'm still wondering why that was kept in rather than something else because i i can see sure there, there is that juxtaposition there but I, d- I don't think we need that juxtaposition to realize that beth is going down a certain path right of just like uh-oh her life is starting to slip right like i i, I don't think we need that constant reminder there it, yeah it felt more like a like a checking in point where mm-hmm. every time they would show it it'd be like okay we have wildly different lives, but we're also both struggling either way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I felt like every time they ran into each other, you can still see that they are struggling in their completely opposite lives. So it, it just like checking in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like it kind of brings Beth <clears throat> down to earth. Yeah. Like to see that the same problems she has are the same problems that like the girl who made fun of her in high school also has like no matter what a superstar Beth mm-hmm. is no matter how vastly different her life is there's certain base human vices that anybody can succumb mm-hmm. to and she's really no different than uh somebody who she's made fun of in return throughout her life yeah like I I again I think it would have worked out better like not that it didn't work um because I I, 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 I I understand all of the points you guys have, have have made but i think it would have worked better if we saw that character more and spent more time with her and yeah you know you mentioned this whole idea of like these chess players as rock stars right yeah. whereas we see this character kind of on the flip side of that worshiping these boy bands these rock stars Right, mm. and I, I think that would have been like if we had stuck with her character some as well to uh, kind of get that parallel track of like here's what it's like to be a rock star. Here's what it's like to like follow in the footsteps or worship those rock stars, and then her slowly yeah. realizing that hey, s- s- someone she knew and grew up with and made fun of in high school has now become a rock star and now mm-hmm. someone who is maybe worthy of this kind of praise and admiration of just like, holy shit. Like, look at what, you, what you've done with your, your life. You've gone to Mexico, to Paris, mm-hmm. to Russia. Like that's incredible. But instead it's yeah. just like, Oh, you got a baby and a <laughs> hell of a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the interaction sort of, uh, that that would have been nice to see what, what you're mentioning, Kyle. But the interaction sort of seemed like when she first uh, met Beth in, in school, she was just a bully to her. But the the interactions started becoming more respectful towards Beth, mm-hmm. but also at the same time embarrassed that she's seeing her in this state. Yeah. Um. So you started seeing Beth become the one at the top of this. Yeah. You know food chain or whatever with with her specifically whereas in school uh she was at the top of the food chain and beth was the the nerd or the loser at some point mm-hmm. yeah the apex predator yeah they say <laughs> i did appreciate that they brought back that one other girl that was at that first chess tournament that beth played in. yeah yeah. Like she meets her again at, at some event later. I forget what it was. I'm like, oh, I'm glad she came back for one scene and is like continued to think about, oh, I was there at Beth Harmon's first tournament. Yeah. Yeah. She was the first or like she I, 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 I was the first person that you beat on your way to stardom. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, that, that's yeah. a wow. You played me first. Yeah, that yeah. still feels that's, cool. That feels cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Melissa, that was the scene that I was referring to uh, on the captain's log when I was ta- 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 talking about the makeup stuff that we oh, were talking yeah. about this p- p- past week. Because it's it's like right at the height of Beth having her alcoholism phase mm. thing. Uh, and she's kind of a mess. And she's doing her makeup. And she does this makeup style that... 
I've never seen before. Mm. I've never seen yeah. anyone do. I don't know if that's a thing that they did back then or if it's something people still do now. But she did this makeup style where her eyeliner was like this separate line underneath her eye. Like it wasn't like up against the edge, as the name would suggest, eyeliner. There was like some space in in there and it looked like some kind of like egyptian thing oh yeah going on there and like to me specifically i maybe just because i'm a guy but like it was really distracting and it (laughs) took me out of that scene of just like what is she doing with her makeup that looks weird to me i don't know it might have been me but Part of, like, the bold graphic mod style, then, of the 60s. I mean, yeah, it's, like, late 60s at this point. So, yeah, yeah, they're starting to get into that, like, whole hippie thing there. So, like, I understand it, but it's, like, it was still just, like, oh, they're supposed to be having this nice chain of, like, oh, thank you for all the stuff you've done for women in, in in chess and stuff like that and i'm just like what is up with her makeup <laughs> <laughs> so oh well i know nothing about makeup so mm. whatever yep there you go uh do you guys have final thoughts on on the queen's gambit something else you w- w- want to mention or t- talk about oh gino when when I first started watching it, I'll, 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 I'll circle back around to what I said in the beginning is sure. I would never be interested in a show that has mm-hmm. chess in it. And this show got me interested in it very quickly. The characters are awesome. Not just the main character, all the side characters yeah. are me. They're all memorable. Even the ones you see in the beginning and then you see yeah. in the end again, you remember who they are. Even if they look different, because Jolene looked different. Yeah. But as soon as you, because she was older, obviously, but as soon as you saw her again, you were like, holy shit, it's Jolene um, from the orphanage. So so the the impact that the characters have, no matter how little they've been in the show, is is incredible writing. And I I guess final thought, I, I fully recommend it to anyone, that even if you're not interested in, in yeah. chess or anything like that, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is an amazing actress um and so are all the people in the show as well and it it was it was a journey to watch it's nice yeah definitely recommend yeah and i think this is great as like a uh a palate cleanser between longer drama shows that somebody might be watching because it is shorter and because it does it is a drama it has a lot of intense scenes but it has a lot of that warmth to it and it ends on such an uplifting note this would be great to watch as a break between <laughs> more tragic things you might be watching through. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I had a blast watching this. I I ended up binging it in like two sittings. I probably mm-hmm. would have done it in, in one sitting. Um, but I was just like, I, I need to space it out. But yeah, I watched the first yeah. five all yeah. in one sitting and then watched the next two. <laughs> two that that next day um so yeah it's it's a real quick show but damn it's good mm-hmm. yeah it's a great show definitely recommend uh 
Gino, we will give you a little bit of time to think, but usually what we do now is uh, give some recommendations for if people liked this show, what else they might like. Uh, you can take that any direction you, you want. I'm just like, hey, if you liked this kind of scene or this kind of character, go watch this thing or go read that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll give you some time to think there. Melissa, mm-hmm. do you have recommendations for if people like he- this? Yeah, just last week, I watched uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Emma. I've watched her in a number of things recently. We talked about watching uh, Split and Glass. I watched The Witch. I watched New Mutants. Uh, I'd recommend Emma in particular as a comparison to this because it's also like a period piece costume drama. I mean, it's more of a a romantic, a a romance movie, kind of comedic. You know, it's set in like the Regency period. It's an adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. It's a very sweet romance, but it looks gorgeous. She's wearing so many beautiful gowns in these beautiful like English manor houses walking across the countryside. It's a a real feast for the eyes. I was happy I watched it. And something else I would recommend. It's a YouTube video. Actually, a couple of weeks before I watched this, And one of the reasons why I did watch it is because I saw this documentary video on YouTube about Deep Blue, the chess computer. Oh, that's (laughs) right. You you did mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So I already had chess on the brain. I'm like, oh, I'll watch this human play chess now. (laughs) Deep Blue was a a chess computer that uh, this, this man built and then it was brought to IBM and IBM helped beef it up. And really promote it like, hey, chess grandmasters, can you beat our computer? So there is this like two hour documentary video on YouTube. Uh, The channel is called uh, Frederick Knudsen. And it's part of the series Down the Rabbit Hole that this uh, creator has where they just pick a topic and go very, very deep into it. And it's been a lot of like weird pieces of Internet lore. So I was surprised to see this video in the series about like. Uh, a piece of everyday pop culture that like parents would know. Oh, I remember the chess computer that this was getting the same treatment as like a a weird internet thing, like time cube. But yeah, it's like a two hour, really fascinating documentary about the creation of this computer and very detailed analysis of its matches against chess grandmaster, Gary Kasparov. (laughs) I was riveted by this thing. I was all I was talking about for a couple days after I watched it. And or since uh, what we're talking about content. next, th- this stance is a recommendation f- for the Queen's Gambit and for what we're talking about next week, Halt and Catch Fire. Exactly. <laughs> They'll share we'll this get back one. to that in a sec. Uh, I, so I, I mentioned sports in yeah. anime, so that's what I'm going <laughs> to be recommending. Seriously, if you liked this, I think you would enjoy the wackiness and the tension and all of that stuff of sports anime uh you guys could go watch something like prince of tennis um melissa yo and i a long time ago read a manga called chow down champs which is Mm. all about uh like eating competitions and stuff like that uh a favorite one of mine is initial d uh, all about street racing and stuff. So I guess if you also like Fast and the f- and the f- and the Furious, you might like that one too. But yeah, there's there's 
I, I know some of the big ones out there are are Hayaku, Hayaku, uh, which is all mm-hmm. about volleyball. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's a manga out there. I don't know if it's been turned into an anime or not, but there's one called Slam Dunk, uh, which is mm-hmm. all about basketball, of course. Uh, there's like Ace of the Diamond, which is all about baseball. There, there, yeah, there's there's tons of stuff out there that you guys can go check out in the sports anime genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you go. Gino. So I thought about it. And the way I'll, I'll, the way I thought about it was something that I wasn't interested in, but made me interested in yeah, through sure, watching yeah. it was if you liked this, I recommend watching Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, because yeah. that movie specifically, I do not care about racing in any way. Mm-hmm. And that movie made it seem so good and so entertaining. And racing is intense. I, I mm. understand that. But this got me interested in a way that really, really engrossed me in the whole movie. It, it's such a good movie. That is based on a true story. So it, as something that I did not care about, but yeah. got me to, really into it uh, during the while that's watching it. That's definitely something I recommend. Ford versus Ferrari. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, normally what we do at the end of our episodes here is Melissa and I take turns pitching what we will do for this next week. Uh, However, it's the end of the month, which means we are starting our end of the month special uh, Mm -hmm. in which we will be covering a show uh, on multiple on multiple episodes uh, throughout the next couple months at the end of each month. Uh, Next week, we are starting a brand new series. We are watching Halt and Catch Fire. Yep. Melissa, do you want to give a little bit of a synopsis for what this one is? This is an AMC drama from the last handful of years. I don't know exactly when it premiered. I think sometime in the 2010s. Uh, It's on Netflix. And it is about computer engineering in 1983. <laughs> so Lee Pace stars as this guy who leaves IBM and goes to this like little electronics company in Dallas. And he's like, I want to make us the next IBM. We are going to build this hot new computer that's going to dominate the market. And it's about him and this like punk rock software engineer and this like... <laughs> this intense artistic genius hardware engineer who's got a vendetta to like build the best computer he can. And it's about them just building a computer and uh, just destroying things around them. I've, I've watched through most of the first season already and I'm very excited to talk about this. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about season one this next week. Uh, And then at the end of February, we'll talk about season two and so on and so forth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I've heard good things. I haven't started it yet. I might. That's what I will probably do this evening uh, is watch the first handful of of things for that. Uh, But yeah, you guys are welcome to come join us for that as well. Melissa. Yep. We also usually take this week to pitch what we're going to do a- 
after our end of the month. Yeah. So two weeks from now. All right. So I'm in charge of pitching this and we would be recording it first week of February. It'd be releasing on the 10th. So I thought, uh, let's start thinking Valentine's Day. So this is kind of a hodgepodge of topics, but they all have a, a romance of some kind as an element in them. And pitch number one, uh, I've mentioned many times the All Fantasy Everything podcast where they do fantasy Uh drafts of non-sports topics. And they did an episode last year drafting romantic comedy movies. And, you know, people are trying to grab all the heavy hitters. Like, I want When Harry Met Sally. I want Hitch. Something like that. Uh, One of them drafted In Bruges. (laughs) The crime movie in Bruges and insisted, you have to believe me, this has the feel of a romance. And I've never seen this, but I really want to now and watch it under that lens. This is a 2008 movie. uh, It stars Colin Farrell, uh, Brendan Gleeson, Ray Fiennes, quite a cast. Uh, And the plot is that guilt stricken after a job gone wrong, hitman Ray and his partner await orders from their ruthless boss in Bruges, Belgium, the last place in the world Ray wants to be. So it's about these two criminals hiding out in this like picturesque European town. And one of them's like, yeah, let's see the sights. Let's enjoy it while we're waiting here for the next order. And the other one's like, I hate this stuff dragging me around. I don't want to go to a cafe. (laughs) I am okay. <laughs> I, I was already interested in this movie, uh, and now I really want to watch it under the lens of thinking of it like a romance. <laughs> okay, so we could watch that. Uh, pitch number two this is something I pitched to you just like two months ago, and then I try it again. We'll watch it eventually. It's Killing Eve again, Kyle. Remember from the previous uh, yes. two times I've, I've pitched Killing That's Eve? That's been suggested to me. As well. Yeah. I, so yeah, you 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 said romantic comedies, and so far I I hear two crime uh, st- stories. Uh, well, I, I didn't say comedies. I said everything as an approximation of some right, sort right, of right. romance aspect to <laughs> it. And in I mean, Killing I love Eve, crime. So you right? know, me and Valentine. I figured these Times would reel you in. Good crime movie date, right? Right, right. <laughs> Kyle goes on a date with a crime. Uh, Killing Eve, this is an eight-episode spy drama. Eve's life as a spy is not adding up to what she had hoped it would be when she started. She's a bored, very smart MI5 security officer who is very desk-bound. Villanelle is a very talented killer, mercurial in mood, who clings to the luxuries of her job. Eve and Villanelle go head-to-head in a fierce game of cat and mouse, each woman equally obsessed with the other as Eve is tasked with hunting down the psychopathic assassin. And I know uh, everybody ships these two. And there's a lot of, uh, yeah, kind of super villain flirting going on, I suppose. I don't know. I've been curious to watch this show after hearing so many people talk about it. And I haven't yet because it seems like something we have to talk about here. Like, it seems a waste to watch this thing and not talk about it. And pitch number three. Needed a third one to round it up here. I thought I would throw in the uh, new Netflix show, Bridgerton. This is much like Emma that I mentioned earlier, a Regency area, a, a Regency era English period costume drama full of fancy dresses and balls. Uh, and this yeah. is about eight close knit, 
eight close-knit siblings of the powerful Bridgerton family attempt to find love. It's just about like debuting at balls. Like I'm ready for courtship. Who wants to marry me? And it's like eight episodes of what looks like a romantic dramedy. I don't know how light it is. It's very lightly colored. It's beautiful and pastel. I do not know if it will be pastel in mood as well. Uh, And this is produced by Shonda Rocks. Yeah. Interesting. Was no, that, that one was also heavily recommended to me. Yeah, I know yeah. it's produced by Shonda Rhimes, creator of Grey's Anatomy and a million other popular TV shows. And what's really interesting to me about this is what a diverse cast it is. It's very multicultural for being something in Regency area, uh, Regency era England. So I think that's uh, a neat addition to this usual sort of romance genre. Yeah. Okay. So we have two crime stories and then one uh, period drama about beautiful gowns and dances. Uh, I think I'm going to have to pass on Bridgerton or whatever it is because we've we've been doing a bunch of period piece dramas uh, between Halt and Catch Fire and this, um, The Queen's Gambit. Which means I'm probably also going to pass again on Killing Eve, even though I do really want to watch that at some point. It's set now. Uh, I, I I know, but it's also a TV show, and we've done okay. a bunch of yeah. TV shows. Yeah, we have so done a lot of shows. I up and do a movie. Uh, and yeah, let's do, it's in, in Bruges? Yeah, in, uh, and then the name of the town in Belgium is B-R-U-G-E-S, in Bruges. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch this. Through the lens of a romantic comedy. (laughs) According to a comedy music person, Miel Bredo, yeah. Sounds interesting. Okay, cool, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and I am looking forward to that, um, yeah, just to recap, next week is season one of Halt and Catch Fire. The week after that will be in Bruges. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for all of that stuff. Gino, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for week, having yeah. me, guys. Yeah, we're ho- hoping to get you back on the show at some point. We also want to have you on the c- c- Captain's Log real soon. Um, but, I, yeah, I think just in in general, we'd love to have you on more shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, yes, Good yes. Good stuff in, indeed. Uh, let me ask you this, though. Gino, of those three things that Melissa p- 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 picked, what would you have picked? I would have picked or Bridgerton. Things that Melissa. You would have picked Bridgerton. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There you go. A lot of sex, a lot of drama. You know? Right, I'm excited for good, this sex thing be because, fun, you know, based on the trailer that next Netflix played me, this didn't seem steamy. So I'm intrigued now to find out that it is. I've 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 heard it's basically a soft core p- p- porn, wow. and there's lots of man butts. <laughs> oh, so if you well, like that's some good. good. Old man butt, then go go watch yourself right. some Bridger Tin. So Emma also has some man butt in it uh, to let the people huh. know. Oh, okay. <laughs> The pe- the people demand more man butt. <laughs> what are costume drama romances with butts in them? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff indeed. 
Uh, Gino, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gino underscore Viteri. That's G-I-N-O underscore V-I-T-E-R-I. Oh, and I think uh, you and I uh, will be streaming this Wednesday yes. on our Twitch channel, which is the tw- which is twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Uh, I think we're going to be playing some Hitman or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so be on the lookout for that and be excited. C- come say hi. So, yes. There you go. I-, I guess each Wednesday night, one of us will be there. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who. So come say hi. Wednesday nights, usually around 630 or 7-ish. Uh, but yeah, we'll be there. Melissa, where mm-hmm. can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you thought only you remembered. And Jams joined us on our most recent episode of The Captain's Log to talk about that show and uh, a bunch of other nonsense. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys want to find me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. You guys know what to do. Uh, if you guys like our shows, uh, please leave us a kind review. Go rate and review us on all of the things. That would help us out a ton, uh, especially being small creators. It helps to just mm. spread Spread the word. Just get the hiccups like right at the end of uh, of the shows as I'm doing that stuff. Strange. Okay. Uh, yeah. So go go like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. You guys know the deal. Uh, this has been number one hundred and forty-one of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah.